0: Welcome to Far Better, where we look to be pleasing to God in this life, so our eternity is far better. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and don't forget, as always, you can email us at farbetterphilippians123 at gmail.com. Farbetterphilippians123 at gmail.com. I'll have that in the description. And if you have a topic, suggestion, or question or comment, something you'd like to discuss... Be happy to do that with you. Just email me at far better, Philippians 123 at gmail.com. In our last episode, we asked the question, you know, what is a good foundation? And we discussed how Jesus laid out such a great narrative of what a foundation is and how the wise man who built his house upon the rock had no worry when the storm came because of that solid foundation I want to ask you a question today on why is a good foundation important? What makes a good foundation work? I think if you're like I am, sometimes we've got that desire to be more efficient. We want to get more done. I know mothers sometimes look at the house and say, how can I clean faster? Husbands sometimes say, how can I get the oil changed and the garage cleaned out and all of the things that I need to get done Faster and still have enough time for my family. And so we always are looking for ways to be more efficient. But sometimes we will do what is called cutting corners in order and in an effort to be efficient. And the job is not done as it is intended and needed to be done. Look, I know when I was a little boy, I would be told to clean my room by my mom and dad. And I would go into the bedroom and I would think, man, this is going to take at least 30 to 40 minutes. And I want to play video games now. And so I would take everything that's on the floor and either shove it into the closet, shove it under the bed, or put it in anywhere in that room possible to get it out of the line of sight, as my dad would call it. I was always shocked when they would come in. And immediately know what I had done. Part of the reason they knew that was I would cut corners. The job was done too quick. Which meant it was done incorrectly. And not only did I lose that 30 minutes. By shoving everything into all these places. And then getting a lecture from my mom and dad. About why I was lazy and needed to be better. I then had to go back. And take even longer. To pull everything out from where I had hidden it. And put it where it went. The stupidity that I had to try to cut corners ended up costing me more time than if I'd just done the job right the first time. We have that in the business world and in the even our own homes sometimes have corners cut when they were built. You look at a house that has been wired improperly. You can't leave that like it is when you discover it. You have to rewire the entire thing properly. What if our lives aren't built on a good foundation? And we're just discovering it. We're just finding out that everything that we had thought for the last several years is wrong. That's a shock. If you're sitting there today and you're realizing that everything you've worked toward seems to be for nothing, I sympathize with that. I empathize with you. Because I have had moments where I felt like I've done everything for nothing. But the good news is, your life can still be far better. Why is it so important to not cut corners? Because it's not going to give us a good foundation. Jesus told me as such, when he talked about that foolish man, because there was the wise man, he built his house on the rock, but then there's that foolish man, you remember him, right? The guy who cut corners, built on the sand, probably even finished his house early Let, let's think about this for a moment there's a clear picture provided in our minds when we think about a house built upon the sand have you ever seen a sandcastle before maybe you've built one i i personally never did I, i've never built any type of sandcastle but i have seen pictures of sandcastles that are just impressive they're phenomenal What happens when the tide comes in? What happens when the water makes contact with that beautiful sandcastle? Well, it gets destroyed. It gets destroyed. And for the child that has just spent however long, or for the people who have just spent however long building this castle, building this sandcastle, they're devastated when the tide comes in. Because all of their hard work is for nothing. You know, Jesus gives me that same parallel with this foolish man who builds his house on a sandy foundation, and what's the result? Hmm. That storm comes, and he's unprepared. He's unprepared. He's not ready to face the storm of life because he built on a sandy foundation instead of a solid foundation. I think for myself, and if you're like me, you'll understand what I mean by this, I often want to build on the sand. I often want to cut corners and take the easy way out and it's a lot easier to put the clothes in the basket and put them by the couch than it is to take the time to fold them. But I got the laundry done. But I'm cutting corners and I'm not finishing it. And so when my wife comes home or every time I walk by the couch, I see a sandy foundation. And my my whole world is not what it needs to be because I'm so stressed as the laundry piles higher and higher and eventually... I have hours of work to do versus just a couple of minutes if I were to take it as each load finished. I'd like to tell you that only once did that have to happen to me, but as I speak to you right now, I have a basket of laundry that I got out this morning that is sitting by my couch. I still At times, forget my own advice that I try to give myself and give others in the sermons that I preach because I am not perfect either. But you know what I'm discovering? That's okay. So long as I'm ready and willing to correct it and to fix it. The person who's willing to correct it, though, is the guy that when I leave for work... I have everything accomplished or as soon as I get home from work, the first thing I do is accomplish the tasks that I left unfinished the day before. Or the day I left. This foolish man, when the rains came and the floods with it, it destroyed his house. Why? Because he didn't have a good foundation. Let's compare these two individuals. Think about what we talked about with the wise man. He's tediously working, doing everything that he can to try to get this thing done and get it done right. And imagine the foolish man who is sitting there thinking, I've saved so much time and money and energy, and look at me getting to enjoy my house now while that man up there is still building on that rock. the wise man may have labored for days after the foolish man had finished his house, but how did he do during the storm? You see, for everything that the foolish man gained in finishing his house, he lost when the storm came. And what about our churches today, where we have people ask us, It doesn't really matter, right, what people believe, as long as I'm a good person. Can't we just accept anybody, and it doesn't matter if we make them a believer of Jesus or not? I mean, they're sitting in the pew. Why do we have to talk to them about the Lord? Why do I have to be the one to reach out to them? They're here. Isn't that enough? Or worship just isn't doing it for me lately. I'm going to go check out these other churches with their fun programs. The emphasis isn't really on worship, but I'm going to have more fun. Are you building on sand when that's your attitude? Would I be building on sand if that was my attitude? Jesus would tell me that I was. because he tells me in Matthew 7 that not everybody is going to get to heaven and that there's a narrow path that I am on and that you are supposed to be on where we're leading ourselves and hopefully others who will come with us to the promised land. Eternity. And there is a wide four-lane highway That can take as many cars as it possibly needs. That's heading for destruction. You might say, Michael, that's not pleasant. It's not. I believe what the Bible says. I don't always like what the Bible says, but I believe it. Guys, it's really important to understand that true obedience to God and his word is not just doing the things that I like and agree with. But doing what he says because it's written in the book. Because it applies to me. Some things in the Bible don't apply to me. I, I don't have to go out like Noah and build an ark. I don't have to go fight a giant like Goliath. But I do have to live a holy life because the Lord is holy. You know, Jesus could easily respond to us when we say that's not pleasant, that's not easy, by saying going to the cross was not easy. But it was the only way to save you. And so I did it. What will you do for me with what I've done for you? You know, taking the easy way out doesn't mean we're building a better building. It doesn't mean we have a better foundation. It just means hmm, that we took an easier way for whatever the reason was, and we delayed the inevitable. You know, you might be sitting here listening to the podcast and realizing that you've got that friend that you know is not in Christ. You have that person. And you have built on a shaky and sandy foundation because it's easier to be nice to them. And it's easier to not discuss the Lord because you know the moment that you do, your friendship might be over and so why ruin a good thing, right? Friend, you're you're building on a shaky and sandy foundation that is not going to last and inevitably will come. One day, they will ask you whether it's in this life or the next, why haven't you told me about Jesus? If building on a foundation of sand doesn't matter, then why did the foolish man's house fall? It fell because it wasn't on the foundation like the wise man's was. And the Bible tells me that the fall of the foolish man's house was great. I don't know what happened to the foolish man after that. I don't know what's going to happen to you after this, but I know what could. You could determine to please God now by having the hard conversation, by doing the thing that's difficult, by facing up like I need to face up. We can do it if we simply put our mind to doing it. All the good habits that you have right now, how did you get them? Took forever, didn't it? At least it seemed like it. Persistence has to be our motto as Christians. And it could be mine more. And I hope it will be yours more, too. I want to thank you for tuning in to Far Better. Don't forget, you can email us at farbetter.com philippians123 at gmail.com for any topic suggestions or questions or comments about the program we'd love to have them also i want you to know that next episode i want to look at who the church's foundation really is supposed to be until then i hope we all please god now so our eternities are far better